Hi, Rob McConkie here. Welcome to another episode of Postcards from the Bush. I'm calling Season 2, The Happy Hacker Goes West. Yes, this golfing tragic is playing in the Outback Masters. Between games in Charleville, Quilpie, Blackhall, Hewenden and Longreach, I'm meeting up with some of the folks, the artists, the farmers and the townspeople and so many more. Hope you'll join me. Ben Castles, golfer extraordinaire at the Charleville Golf Club, my partner today in the start of the Outback Queensland Masters competition, and he really knew how to play the sand greens and the fairways, which you get to tee up on every hole. Now, Ben, what was the secret of today? You had a good game. I know, just concentrating the people that I went round with. They're lovely people to, you know, go with. You had a good game though. When you you're teeing up, you tee up on every every shot. Every shot, yeah, yeah, because the buffle's that long, and you catch it with your club going backwards, and you know, yeah, yeah. There's a big advantage by teeing up. There's not much run on this course. I mean, the ball you hit it, and it just stops basically. Yeah, because it's, the course is, well, ninety five percent sand. There's, there's a couple of places where you do get run, but no, you don't get run there. And you've got to uh, uh, instead of loft them. I never lost a ball. I always uh, hit for a, a chip and run. Yeah, well, I saw you chipping and running onto the green into the hole with a seven wood. I mean, you're only about ten feet off the green and you chipped in. Yeah, well, whatever you like, you know, you like to use. That's that's what I like to use. Me me woods and that. Yeah. And on the greens now, sand greens. What's the secret in cr- creating a good scrape? No, I don't know. It's just luck. That's all it is. You put it down to good luck. Yeah. So what are the sand greens made of? I mean, they're sand, and what's that, that black oil on them? Yeah, yeah. Uh, some oil out of, out of vehicles. Yeah, yeah. And that binds it together and makes it uh, for a true run. Yeah. So you scrape away from the hole towards your ball. Yeah, to take the uh, divots and that out, or stones or whatever's there, and then you have a, uh, a smooth one back to putt on. And you have to putt fairly firm but fairly true. You have. Yeah, you've got to putt firm and true. Otherwise, you, you won't get to the hole. Yeah. Now, Ben, how long have you been playing golf at Charleville? I joined here in, in April 1974, which is 47 years ago. So you've been playing golf here for 47 years and you're 82 now. 85. 85? The 86 in February. <laughs> and what is your handicap at the moment? 15. How do you keep up a handicap of 15 at the age of 85? I reckon it should be my age. <laughs> <laughs> but you played beautifully today. Yeah, you were yeah. true and fair and you chose that, the right club. That That is golf. You're good one day and bad the next, you know. Yeah. Or you might go for a week, have a good, good, and then you go, you go bad. But no, everything was good today, I thought. You know, the, the company was good, the atmosphere and everything fell into place. What do you think a thing like this, um, the Outback uh, Queensland Masters, means for a club like Charleville? Oh, big, big help to the town, big help to everybody. Well, when I first joined in uh, 1974, we used to have 18 old sand greens. And then about, oh, I don't know, 86, 88, something like that, they turned nine grass greens and uh, they miss out on the, on the Masters now because they haven't got 18 sand greens. They had the Masters in Cunnamulla the other day and they had 172 players. So you'd prefer if they were all sand greens? Yeah, well, well, the upkeep, 
you know, for a little town like Charleville, the upkeep to keep them nine uh, grass greens going is about 16000 a year, and it's all done by voluntary. You know? And it is a social club. The golf yeah. club is a social club. Yeah, that's it. It's a social club, but yeah, 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 no. You smiled when you, you talk about playing golf and your handicap and you're 85 and you've been playing for 47 years here. What do you love about playing golf? Oh, it's a relaxing game. You only got yourself to blame, yeah. you know. You can't blame anybody else, and, you know. Yeah. You have a bad day, but I'm not like a lot of them. They throw their clubs and swear <laughs> and go on. If I have a bad shot, I have a bad shot. Yeah. If I have a good shot, I have a good shot. Yeah, yeah. Now, this, I reckon this course would drain pretty well because it's straight sand. Yeah, it is. Yeah, 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 yeah really good. 74 in southern Queensland was, was a flood year. Was 74 a flood year up this part of the world? Not in 74. I know it was drought years, but uh, 90 was when we had the big floods, yeah. and 2010, and, and uh, it's only the last, what, two or three years that we haven't had big floods. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tell me about the 90 flood and what it did to the course. Oh, it just wrecked it, wrecked everything. Went through the golf club house, uh, the the club by about three metres, uh, uh, no, a metre, you know, yeah. and just wiped everything, everything. Was it moving really fast at that stage? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah very fast. The, the whole town went underwater. Yeah. We were all evacuated out to the airport, 1,100 of us. What was that like out there at the airport? The army. They flew the army in and, and yeah. catered for us there. And how long were you out at the airport for? Oh, about two weeks, three weeks. <laughs> we're like bloody crims. <laughs> Did they feed you well out the, out at the airport? Yeah, they did, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's also when a town really comes together, isn't it, when you've got a disaster like that? Yeah, yeah. You hear so much at the time, I, I keep on hearing, what's that gully, Bradley's Gully? Or this is it here, Bradley's Gully, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Tell me about Bradley's Gully, because it's quite controversial, isn't it, in terms of um, flood mitigation? Yeah, they uh, diverted the uh, gully in, into the river and they put a levee bank up the top and a, and a big bridge up the top. So the town will never get flooded again. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah, it is really good for the town. Yeah, yeah. This is postcards from the bush, and I'm calling this season the Happy Hacker Goes West. I'm Robin McConkie. Stay with me and enjoy. <laughs> you were born in Quilpie. Yeah, I come here and I was twelve months old. Yeah, and has the town changed a lot in that time? No, still the same. <laughs> you wouldn't credit it. Yeah, yeah. It'll get back to what it, well, what it is now. It's, it's, it's in the doldrums, but it'll never go back any further. What's keeping it going now is the goat works out here, which has got about 170 employed, and they're going to put in another a rack out there and put another mm-hmm. 50 people on to work, yeah, which is good. The government is the, keeping the town going. See, all the drovers, uh, fences, navvies, you name them, there's none of them here. In 1965, it used to be all droven horses, uh, sheep and cattle with horses. In 1965, that's when the, the semi-trailers came along and they yeah. took them off the ground and yeah. took them up into the air. Your dad was a drover and a fencer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I took after him. Yeah, Were you a drover and a fencer yeah. too? Yeah, I was a drover and a fencer and, and station manager and jack of all trades and the master of none. <laughs> and whereabouts were you working around here? Around Charleville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say a few properties. Uh, Tall Ness, Cowley, Mumbry, Big Creek. Oh, just go on, there's too many. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Baradine, yeah, yeah. And did, did you hit the um, long paddock in, in the droughts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah What's please. it like being out in the long paddock for week after week after week? Oh, well, we'll go back past 65 when the droving was. 
it might take you three weeks to go to a station and pick up, say, the, or say 2,000, 3,000 sheep and drove them in. It might take you six weeks before you come back to town. And what sort of team did you have with you at that time? Well, there's probably six or eight. Yeah. But in 1957, when I turned 21, I went to Corongola Station, west of Coolpe, and there was 28 ringers on the property, 35,000 head of cattle. We were there for nine months and never come to town. Really. What was that like? Oh, well, that, that was life then, back in those days. Yeah. And Oakwood Station, 60 mile north of, August, uh, north of Charleville, uh, I was head stockman up there in 1958 after I come back from out there. There were 30,000 sheep, uh, 600 rams, and the, the shearing contractor, used, there used to be 24 shearers on the mm. two-stand plant, mm. one on each side. Yeah. I know that when uh, around Longreach there were you know dozens and dozens of shearing families. Was that the same in, in Charleville? Yeah. yeah, same. Same everywhere at the time, yeah. yeah. How did Charleville change? In 19, after 1965, when the road trains were brought in? Well, it sort of went backwards, actually. And, and uh, well, that's, that's when the drovers and shearers and, and that, you know, the stock wasn't there at the, for, for them to carry on. Yeah. Mm. And they've just battled through all the towns Coolpe, Longridge, Aramanga, Windora, doesn't matter. They're all the same. They're all battling, but they're, mm. they're surviving. Is it good sheep country? Charleville is, but that yeah. uh, the, once you go past Corpy, it's cattle country because yeah. the dogs, they'll eat them alive. You know, there's, that, well, there's dogs in this country too, but now they're just putting what you call the cluster fences, the cluster yeah. fence here behind us, and uh, the sheep are coming back. But uh, it'll take uh, 10 or 15 years before the sheep will come back to what it was, but the only thing that's going to cruel them now is... $150, a head to buy ewes, yeah. you know, to breed from. But yeah. Before when they, back in the uh, in the 60s and 70s, they, uh, you could, they couldn't get $2 a head from. Yeah. Yeah. So do you remember fondly your, your days on the land? Yeah, 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 I remember all that, yeah. What did you like about it? What was the, the really good part about it? Oh, it was just a lifestyle away from yeah. everything, yeah. 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 They say the good old days. No, they wasn't the good old days because... The good old days, you'd get up at six, uh, five o'clock of a morning and you'd go and milk a couple of cows and run the horses in. Uh, go away work and you might have to ride 10 or 15 mile out to a paddock and muster all day and then ride back home and you'd get home and you'd have to cut wood, light the kerosene light or get the bloody old uh, um, kerosene fridge and get it all going, cook tea, you know. And then go to bed, get up again, four o'clock next morning, way you do the same thing over and over, and they say the good old days. Now you just walk in and throw a switch and <laughs> you got a microwave and a bloody oven. Did you have any sort of social life when you were out on the stations or between jobs on the stations? Yeah, there was social life. Uh, different uh, places had uh, have, uh, uh, entertainment of a, of a weekend. There, there was uh, some, some of them had travelling pitches, you know, they'd have. Uh, the picture show for you to the pictures of a weekend or the, be tennis or cricket or gym carners or rodeos yeah yeah, yeah. They, they made life easy that way yeah and did you did you get married or have kids yeah i, I was uh, married for uh uh 52 years my wife died five years ago with yeah. brain cancer yeah i had uh three boys and a girl and uh the second eldest boy he uh died of a heart attack five years ago yeah yeah. Mm. yeah i'm sorry ben 
No, you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's that, that's life. We just got to get on with it, and that's why I I enjoy playing golf on Wednesdays and Saturdays and Sundays. Get out of the house, you know, yeah. meet people, and yeah. yeah. I, I like it. I mean, you 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 take a little um, buggy around, but I mean, you are eighty five, yeah, right. and yeah. I enjoy it for the walk. I enjoy it for the social competition, and I social company, and I enjoy it for the competition against myself. I don't really care if I win. I like to play well, but it's really just the enjoyment. It is. That's that's all I. I do it for the company to get out and have a yarn and that yeah no it's not about winning well congratulations today ben i thought you played brilliantly 20 points yeah, which was you did good. really really well so congratulations can i congratulate you yeah, thank yep you kindly, Robin, and, and i'm just going to take your photo <laughs> right okay lovely to uh, talk to you and with a score of 20 points ben castles did win day one of the Outback Queensland Masters in Charleville. There are plenty of rounds to go. There's another round on the Sunday, two rounds at Quilpie, two rounds at Blackhall, two rounds at Huendon, and then it all wraps up with the Million Dollar Hole and the event in Longreach at the end of July. A fantastic day, and congratulations to Ben and everyone who contributed and played at Charleville. A terrific event. Hope you enjoyed our chat. Please subscribe to Postcards from the Bush with Robin McConkie and join me on the next adventure in The Happy Hacker Goes West. Mm-hmm.